It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello and welcome back to College Football Breakdown. This is your host, Talon Graff, but as always, feel free to call me coach. I uh, hope everybody's having a good Labor Day. Hope everybody had a good long weekend. Uh, stayed safe, was smart, made good decisions, uh, especially you uh, youngsters out there and think you know who I'm talking about. Um, but hey, here we are, week two. Uh, last week on the inaugural show, we had a little bit of technical difficulty, but you know, hopefully we got those fixed. We, we got everything cleared up. Uh, we're going to dive right in here. I know um, for some of my Facebook followers and Twitter followers and stuff like that, we, we were supposed to have a, a special guest on, and that, that is still going to happen, um, just not tonight. Um, you know, there are some things in life that are just take precedent over over football and take priority over football, and, and um, you know, sometimes life just happens. And, and you know, for my good friend Ryan Dyrud over at the LAFB Network, I hope you know that, you know, I love you. Um, and I, you know, I, I know that you, you know, that I've been thinking about you and my family's been thinking about you and stuff like that. So, um, stay strong, man, you and you and your, your, your lovely wife. Um, but Hey, uh, we're going to have Ryan on here real soon. Um, hopefully later on this week, if not, we, we are going to have him on. Um, and what I'm going to have Ryan on for, uh, with the recent opting out news of Jamie Newman, the transfer from Wake Forest, who was, uh, Notably going to be the Georgia starting quarterback. Well, now that he's opting out, it looks like former USC quarterback and uh, Southern California native, modern day alum, uh, JT Daniel is going to be the starter at Georgia. And uh, with Ryan's background and his knowledge of the Pac-12 and USC uh, and Southern California football in general, I, I figured he'd be a great guest to have on to kind of show show you Georgia fans and show you uh, SEC fans what to kind of expect from JT. Uh, he's only had one year <clears throat> under his belt. He started as a true freshman at USC uh, in 2018. And then in 2019, uh, in, in the first game of the year, he tore his ACL, had to sit out. Boom, in comes Keaton Slovis. And then it kind of became Keaton Slovis's job, and and JT decided to transfer out, and uh, now he's a Georgia Bulldog. So, whenever Ryan is able to come on the show, we, that that is what we're going to discuss: break down some film with JT, uh, and, and kind of show what Georgia has coming for him in, in, in the ways of a Jake Fromm replacement. So, um, uh, keep your keep your eyes out for that. That's going to be happening soon. But so moving on, uh, what we do have on on tap for today, we're going to go over a few more. Um, I'm sorry, just one more opt-out replacement. Uh, another big name decided to opt-out recently, uh, starting left tackle for Oregon, Panay Sewell. He is, he's opting out. Uh, and, and, of course, with the Pac-12 season kind of up in the air, nobody really knows what to expect from the Pac-12 and when they're going to play, if they're going to play. 
<clears throat> things in that that nature. So Panay Sewell, who is probably a top five pick in the 2021 draft, um, arguably the best tackle, best lineman in the draft. He's opting out. Uh, you know, good decision by him, I think. Uh, he's about to make himself a lot of money. He's about to make a franchise um, uh, a lot more stable on the offensive line. So uh, good luck to, to Panay Sewell. He had a, you know, shortened college career due to everything going on, but one of the best to ever play at Oregon. Um, I know his head coach has a lot of high praise for him. So uh, best of luck to him, but we're going to be looking at who's replacing Panay Sewell. Uh, it's going to be a redshirt freshman more than likely out of a Narbonne high school. Um, we'll get into some of his tape a little bit. <clears throat> um, and then we're also going to go over some Sam Howell tape. Uh, they got a big matchup this week. North Carolina opens the season with Syracuse. Uh, and Sam Howell, as a true freshman last year, had a very impressive year, not just for a true freshman, but for really any college quarterback. He had a very, very nice year uh, and, and a young kid stepping onto a, a big time football program like North Carolina um, with Mac Brown as a head coach and, and playing schools like Clemson, Virginia Tech, uh, you, know, you know, Dukes, th- things of that nature. He showed out, and he had a really successful season And with North Carolina's recruiting class. North Carolina's kind of on the upswing here. So we're going to get into this, some Sam Howell tape, uh, primarily against his game uh, against Clemson, which, you know, if you're going to break down tape, why not cut on the best defense that you played all year? And that was Clemson. So we're going to take a look at Sam. And then but to start things off, what we're going to do is get into um, – someone who kind of made a name for themselves this weekend. Uh, Marshall had a big, big time win against Eastern Kentucky. Uh, 59 to nothing is, was the final in that game. And, uh, and, and Marshall, Marshall has themselves a quarterback folks, uh, red shirt freshman Grant Wells. He really had a, a big time weekend. He, he kind of tore up that Eastern, Eastern Kentucky uh, defense uh, really Marshall just did whatever they wanted to do. And, uh, and we're going to take a look at some of his tape here right now, actually. So we're going to dive in, take a look at uh, Grant Wells, someone who you should probably familiarize yourself with. Uh, he's, uh, again, young guy, redshirt freshman. And Marshall, you know, the historically known for, um, obviously, the, the, the tragedy, the, the plane crash that unfortunately – had the entire team, some, some administration, some, you know, uh, coaches and, and stuff like that back in the seventies. Um, you know, there's a movie about it and, and all that. It's, it's very well documented, but of course that's what they're known for, but they've produced NFL talent like Chad Pennington, Byron Leftwich, Randy Moss is, is a, is a Marshall alum. So <clears throat> with Grant Wells, man, it seems like they got a new stud. It seems like they have a new star in their midst. So let's, uh, let's kind of dive in, see what Grant Wells has to offer in ways of being a quarterback for the Marshall Thundering Herd, which, by the way, one of the best mascots in all of college football. Um, so let's take a look here. Okay. Diving in. Grant Wells, again, Eastern Kentucky, uh, Marshall handed them a big-time loss uh, in the season opener, 59 to nothing. Um, so we're going to see what, uh, how much of that was on Grant Wells and how much he had to uh, attribute to that big-time win. So here we go. 
Keep in mind, guys, this is a redshirt freshman. Pretty good sling there. Again, he had a clean pocket the entire game. Eastern Kentucky really struggled with getting pressure, um, getting in the face of Grant Wells, um, which with a young guy at quarterback, you really, you know, that's kind of your focus there is really getting them rattled, getting them uh, uncomfortable. But Grant Wells, uh, his, his offensive line did a great job in front of him. Um, and here we go, the first touchdown of the game. Look at the pocket. Nobody within five yards of Grant. Uh, the running back is even stepping up. He he picks somebody up. There's not really any garbage, any leakage coming through. Grant is showing great form on his toes, bouncing around, keeping his uh, keeping the ball close to his chest. Really doing a great job with form. And then <clears throat> eyes downfield, finds his target. Boom, hits his guy in stride right in the end zone. Good good catch by the receiver. Really puts the ball where it needs to be. And that's a that's a way to start the game if you're a redshirt freshman. That's really setting the tone for your team and showing them that, hey, you know what, uh, there's a new leader in town. And really for the coaching staff to really open the playbook up the way they did for, for Grant shows what they see in him. Uh, he's a 6'2", 210-pound kid from Charleston, West Virginia, so he's a local kid there. Uh, uh, and that, that's, that's a kid that's really going to be the face, of the face of the franchise, if you will, face of the program. And I think they really got a good one in Grant Wells. So already up seven nothing. Little play action. I love the pocket presence. A lot to like about this play. Right off the bat, we have a little play action, little read option, maybe, probably more of a play action. <clears throat> but you get pressure right away. You maneuver out of it. You have your lineman picking him up. He keeps his eyes down the field, sprints out. Turns the shoulders, delivers a great pass, rolling to the left, which is if you're a right-hander quarterback. Uh, roll, any any pass rolling out is going to be difficult, but if you're a right-hander, rolling to your left is one of the most difficult throws to make. So the fact that he does it in stride, hits his court, or hits his receiver really where he needs to catch the ball, uh, he's on target, he's on point. He does a great job. So really, uh, really good play there by Grant Wells. Uh, not a, not He makes it look easy, but trust me, that's not an easy play. Again, great pocket awareness. He feels the pressure, steps up, doesn't panic, eyes downfield. Uh, most young guys in this situation, and really not just young guys, there's a lot of college quarterbacks, and uh, and especially high school quarterbacks, but college quarterbacks and even some NFL quarterbacks. So at this point, you see a lot of green grass, so you're going you're gonna to take off. That's what they're going to do. That's what their instinct's going to tell you. Um, but not Grant. Grant keeps the keeps his eyes downfield. He wants to throw the ball. That's his primary focus right now. There's a lot of green grass. He could easily take off and get five to six yards, maybe even a first down, but he doesn't. Keeps his eyes down the field, does a great job turning the shoulders, and does a great job of, of making an accurate pass and getting his uh, the ball in the receiver's hands. So that's a really good play there by Grant. Um, again, we haven't seen very many plays yet, but Grant Wells is off to a good start. Uh, he, there's a lot to like about Grant Wells here. So here we go. <clears throat> Again, another play action. This is a designed rollout. Now, the one we just saw was obviously uh, not designed with the pressure forcing the rollout. This is a designed rollout. Uh, you're gonna what? You're gonna see the offensive line. You're gonna see the running back uh, faking to the right, which the 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 idea here is to get the bulk of the defense flow 
swing the opposite way you're actually going. So you're going to see your lineman, you're going to see your running back uh, carry out their fakes to the right, but then you're going to see your receivers flowing to the left, and you're going to see the quarterback, Wells, he's going to roll out to the left. It's, it's You're trying to get the defense going one way, and then all of a sudden you're coming back the other way, catch them off guard a little bit. Uh, Marshall did, did this a few times. Here we go. As you can see, your linemen are going to the right. You have a fullback, tight end, uh, H-back type coming underneath. Your receivers are going to be coming to the left. Everybody's going right, but then you're coming back left. Uh, Grant Wells does a great job of this. Good fake. Again, eyes downfield. Uh, he do doesn't lock onto one target. He's not uh, looking for one guy here. He does a good job of going through his progressions. Boom, progression one, progression two. Boom, finds the guy again, gets his shoulders turned. Good, accurate throw on the run. That is a hard throw to make for a quarterback. Uh, Thrown on the run like that. That he's he, he's he's an athletic kid. He's obviously got a good arm, and he's just he's got a, a high football IQ. And for a, a young guy like that, a redshirt freshman, to be able to go through progressions like that at such a young age in your first college start, uh, it's 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 big time, man. That's big time. Grant Wells has a lot of things to like about his game. And again, this keep in mind, guys. Eastern Kentucky, and, and I get it. Take it with a grain of salt. They're not, you know, a Power Five school. They're not, you know, they're not an ACC or an SEC school. Um, their defense was really struggling a lot all game. Uh, Grant Wells had a lot of open receivers throughout the contest. Um, but hey, and we're going to get into one of those plays here soon, where uh, you know, not everything you're going to see from Grant. It looks good on tape. I'm, I'm going to tell you that right now. It looks good on tape. But any other defense, not any other defense, but some other defenses with with elite talent on the back end, those throws don't happen. Uh, some of the throws that Grant makes, a better defense makes plays on them. And so there are things to improve. There are things to build on. Obviously, I mean, there's always things to improve on. But with a game like this, uh, a big statistical game for Grant, a big win uh, for your first time as a starter, you know, no need to get a big head. There's no reason to get a big head. You, there are still things to work on. And, and, and as they're, as they get into their conference schedule and things like that, you're going to start seeing better defenses. So Grant Wells will struggle this year. It's not going to be this easy every week. It's just not. Um, but he had a great outing. Uh, so we'll get into the next play here. Okay, again, pretty clean pocket, a little pressure there at the end. Yeah, and this is the play I was actually alluding to just a few seconds ago. Uh, a better defense, uh, you know, a, an elite secondary, a, a better safety, um, you know, a more athletic safety or, you know, corner. They make a play on this ball. He has a decent pocket. He gets pressure at the end. We got a blitzer coming through. But Wells does a good job of staying in. He doesn't panic. It is, an, it is a throw off his back foot. So the fact that he is able to make this throw off your back foot, it is impressive. But again, we're going to get another angle at it here in a little bit. Uh, so it is an impressive throw for a young guy to make. But as you see here soon, uh, uh, on, a, on a different angle here, the end zone angle, it is a, a different safety, a more athletic safety, that he's going to make a play on that ball. That's either an interception or a batted ball. Um, I'd like to see a little bit more air under it. If, if I'm his coach, I'm, I'm saying, you know, uh, get a little bit more air under that throw. Um, you know, you, you hear this a lot, but uh, you want to make a throw that only your guys can make. If your guy isn't catching it, it better be an incomplete pass. Uh, and, and granted, I know it's a, it's a throw off his back foot. 
it is an accurate throw, but it's not a perfect throw. It, it but it gets the job done against Eastern Kentucky. <clears throat> yeah, Marshall's had, Marshall had a lot of fun. Marshall had a lot of fun this game. Again, off your back, after off of his back foot, he's not able to put his entire body, his entire weight into the throw. Um, so it is going to be a little short. But again, it's an impressive ball given what he, you know, given the pressure. But again, right here, boom, that's probably a pick pass against an Alabama. That's probably a pick pass against a Kansas State. Um, that's 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 a pick pass against another Conference USA team. So uh, get a little bit more air, air underneath it. It's a little flat for my for my liking. I want it to be a little bit more toward the back of the end zone. Um, but, hey, again, just a few coaching points here. It works. Um Boom! Right there. That's yeah. That that would be a bad ball. And the Eastern Kentucky guy, you know, uh, he almost he was almost there. Um, so that not not a perfect throw, but again, it worked out for him in, in this one. Uh, so enjoy it, enjoy it in the moment. But th- there's some stuff to work on in the film room for sure. Okay, here we go. Now we're inside the red zone here. Um, and again, we're going to see one of these uh, designed rollout where your offensive line and your running back is flowing one way and your receivers are going the other. Now here is a decent throw. Yeah, incomplete. It falls harmlessly to the ground, but I'm okay with that given what he was, again, he, he got some pressure on this one. You're rolling out. You got a guy coming right in your face. Uh, he makes a throw that only his guy is going to catch. If if somebody catches this ball, it's it's his receiver. No defender in the area. He outthrows the coverage. Um, but again, if somebody catches the ball, it's going to be his guy. He doesn't. He essentially throws it away. I mean, he gives his guy a chance, but his guy's the only one with a chance, which is exactly what you want to see from a quarterback. Uh, there's there's no chance of a of a defender intercepting that pass. Um, again, an incomplete pass, but I'll take it. I'll take it. You maintain possession, especially in the red zone. You what you you never want to see turnovers, but you especially don't want to see them in the red zone. And for a young guy to be able to to have the IQ, the football IQ, to to do something like that, to make that sort of throw, you know, it's it's good. It's impressive. It shows his ability, and it shows that how good he can be. And again, a redshirt freshman. You know, this this guy hadn't been playing college football. This is his first start. This is the first time he's played major college football. So uh, hats off to him. He, he's he's off to a good start. And again, you're in the early in the second quarter. You got a 21 to nothing lead. You're you're putting up a lot of points. And for a guy, uh, you know, when you're when you got a cushion like that, some guys are are willing to take a little bit more chances. You know, it's it's it, you got cushion. You got some some room to to, to make mistakes. But uh, Grant doesn't do that. He he makes a, a a smart throw there. All right, here we go. And this is the very next play. The very next play, uh, we're going to see a, a little bit of a, a feat from from Grant. We got a read option here, uh, right off the get go. He makes a perfect read. Uh, you're you're going to want he's going to read the linebacker here. So we're reading him right here, this edge rusher, and you're going to see Grant's eyes go directly to his read, which is exactly what you want. Ball in the hands, boom. Eyes are on your read. Now, right now, uh, you. You could already probably decide that to, to to pull it, but you don't. You never want to pull it too soon. You want to carry out your fake, even though you know you're going to pull it. But he makes the right read. The linebacker's shoulders are perpendicular to the line of scrimmage here, so yeah, absolutely pull this. Um, 
that that linebacker is going straight for that running back. So if you give it, that running back is 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 hung out to dry because this this is not a, a blocking puller. He is pulling to go into a route. <clears throat> So he is not this. It's not this tight end's job or H back, whatever you want to call him. It's not his job to pick up this blitzer. He is the read. He's an unblocked read. So Grant makes a great read here. He's off to the races. Now you have a lead blocker here. Now here's where Grant can do something uh, he can improve on. Read your blocks a little bit. Read your blocks. He's already committed to running outside. You can tell by by the by his running motion, his momentum. He's running to the outside. That's that's what he's doing. But if he reads his block. And he cuts inside. He's probably scoring a touchdown. He's running. The, he's committed to running outside already. He 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 gives himself no chance to read his block. Uh, your receiver's already doing a great job blocking down here. Read your block. Cut off of his backside. Your receiver's already got the defender locked up here. If you cut off here, there's there's really by this point you're at the three four yard line. Your momentum more than likely when you got guys locked up and you got guys coming from behind they're not going to tackle you and stop you from going to the end zone. They're coming from behind. Their momentum is going to send you into the end zone. So I'm telling Grant in, in the film room here, good job, good read. You did a nice job on the play, gaining yardage, and now we're you know inside the four-yard line. But, son, go score. Go score a touchdown. There's there's absolutely no reason to to, 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 to just run outside like that. You know, you have a, you have a nice job. Uh, the guys are finna do a good job. Of blocking, you guys uh, do a nice job of, of, of making sure that everybody is is accounted for, uh, and you just make a bad read. You, you your initial read is good, you pull it, which is great, but you make a bad read off the block. And I think this could be a this could be a t- touchdown if he cuts inside. His momentum that's that's six to me. That's six. And again, it's a it's a small minute thing. He makes a good read. He makes a good pull. Good decision. Man, I want six. I don't want. I don't want yardage I mean, yardage is always good but if you have a chance to score in the red zone go score and you know you're already up 21 nothing you got a couple of touchdown passes go get yourself a ground game you know go get yourself a ground and pound touchdown uh you know that that, that just makes your game look better so just a just a few coaching points for grant wells i'm sure the marshall marshall coaching staff will handle that <clears throat> all right now here okay again Grant Wells had a good game. Did he have a perfect game? No. Now here's one right off the bat. You have one, two, three, four, five, six blockers here, and you got one, two, three, four, five in the box, five defenders in the box. There's absolutely no reason. You know, you never really want to predetermine what you're doing, but there's absolutely no reason to not predetermine and just give this ball. You have 738 in the second quarter. Left to go. You're up 28 nothing. Let's choose some clock. Let's choose some clock here. Let's get into halftime. Let's you know. Let, let's go into halftime with a big lead. You're you know you're in. You're still in your uh, your side of the field. Uh, let's 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 give the running back some work. Let's you know let's save your arm. Let's save your legs. Let's 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 give the running back a, a rep here and, and let's see let's see him. Let's see what your ground game can do. And again, you know. He's probably reading this end here, and as he, you can see, shoulders perpendicular, so he he technically makes a good read. But again, locked up, locked up, doubled. You got a, a, a lineman here about to get locked up, locked up. You have a nice lane here for your running back. There's no need that there's no need to throw this pass. Double coverage. You know, you, you put your receiver in a bad bad spot. 
possible turnover. This is this just is not a this is not a good read here. Give him the ball. Give the running back the ball. Put your foot in the ground, and your running back's probably going to get at least eight yards on this play. There's no need to to throw the ball. Now you got an incomplete pass, almost a turnover. Your wide receiver beat up a little bit. Had it been a completed pass, you got a lineman blocking downfield. It's going to be a penalty anyway. So, yeah, just just not a great play by Grant Wells here. I want to see him hand it off, uh, chew some clock instead of wasting three seconds. Now, now, now you got a running game, a running play. You're going to chew a little bit more clock. I just I don't like this play by Grant. There's a lot lot of things here that you need to work on if you're Grant Wells. And again, I know that I know the thundering herd uh, led by. Doc Holiday, uh, I'm sure they're going to shore that up and take care of that. Um, yeah, that's something something that needs to be fixed there. Clean pocket, and this is a great throw. Good timing. He gets air under it while there's a defender right on the hip. There's no way that defender is going to make that play. It's a really good ball, and again, this play doesn't happen without the offensive line in front of you clean pocket no leakage no pressure he lets it go boom Mm. and keep in mind this is the play that directly followed the the misread where he should have handed it off now he makes a beautiful throw like this so he makes up for it for sure but again The misread before, the play before, when he didn't hand it off, was a second and 10. And then you throw an incomplete pass, gives you a third and 10. Now you're forced to throw it when, had you handed off the play before, uh, a possible first down or a much more manageable third down. You know, you're looking at probably a third and two, third and three at most, given what the defense gave you on that, on that play before. Um, so if you hand it off, much more manageable. You know, as a coach, I would much rather call a third and three, third and two, uh, you know, rather than a third and ten. You know, that that's just common sense. Um, granted, he makes the play. Grant Wills makes the play on the on the very next uh, sequence there, and he throws a beautiful ball, and he, and you got and, you know, and Marshall gets a first down. But it, you know, you're putting yourself in an unnecessary situation. Just hand the ball off. And then you could even hand the ball off the next play. You, you, your options are, are vastly more, uh, you know, a lot more variety there with a third and two, third and three versus a third and ten. Uh, and granted, I'm not taking away from the playmaking ability of, of Grant Wells. He did a great job on, on uh, getting the first down when he had to. But again, putting yourself in an unnecessary situation, you know, that can come back to bite you sometimes, especially when you're, when you're playing a little bit higher level of competition than Eastern Kentucky later on in your season, those are the plays that are going to come back. And, and those, those were losses happen. That is where losses happen. You know, when you see guys like this have great opening weekends and Marshall comes out and wins 59 to nothing. And then when you get into your conference schedule, they might lose a game, you know, by one score, they might, you know, go into overtime and lose a game or, or lose a game down the stretch. And everybody says, what happened? Where, how how do those things happen? Those little plays there that I'm pointing out here, the the the, the pulling it when you should have given it, um, uh, 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 running out, out outside of your blocker when you should have cut in and you go score. Those little things there, those are going to add up. And, and if make those mistakes now, get them on film now, fix them on the practice field now. 
when you're playing a team like Eastern Kentucky, that's great. Get them out. Get them out of the way now, because later on down the road, if you're making, if you're still making those mistakes, they're, they're going to come back and haunt you. And those, that's where the losses happen. That's where the losses take place. Uh, let's get into a little bit more here from uh, from Wells. Again, great job. Um, he, I'm, 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 try, I'm not trying to be too cynical here, but there are things to work on. There's never a perfect game, uh, especially by a quarterback. Here we go. We're getting late in the second. 31 nothing. Um, Grant didn't stay in the game the whole time. Another really beautiful, uh, say, great, a great ball. Only his guy can make the catch. Goes for six. But again, you got to look at the pocket. You got to, you got to uh, give a lot of credit to that offensive line in front of Wells. Hits his receiver in stride. A good catch. And by the way, I, I didn't know how I'd feel about it. A little side note here. Wasn't sure how I'd feel about it, but the number zero. I'm kind of digging the number zero now in college football. Uh, there was a guy, I, I, it was an Austin P. Central Arkansas game. Someone was wearing number zero. I was kind of digging it. Uh, and as you just saw, the Marshall receiver there was wearing number zero. That's a new thing this year. Uh, players are now allowed to wear a single-digit zero. And, you know, I wasn't sure how to feel about that. Now, but seeing it, you know, a couple weeks here, it's it's kind of growing on me. I'm kind of liking it. it you know, it's um, – it's an unorthodox number. You don't see it a lot, but I, that's what I love about college football. It's one thing that's um, really fun to see. And you, you know, you see, I think I mentioned this in the last show, but um, with all the audio connectivity issues, you know, who knows if, if y'all heard it or not, but um, I really enjoy college football when you see, you know, number five defensive linemen or uh, uh, quarterbacks wearing number 25 or, you know, stuff like that. I love it. I really, I like to see single digit. Receivers. I like to see single-digit uh, running backs, uh, single-digit defensive backs. I like to see linebackers wearing uh, digits in the 30s. I really enjoy that. I think it's a it's a fun little wrinkle to the game uh, outside of the the, the non traditional or the traditional, more traditional numbers you see in the NFL. And, and and you are seeing more and more 40s in the NFL at the linebacker spot. You are seeing more and more of that. Uh, primarily, uh, you see a lot of edge rushers getting to wear 40s, but. Um, but again, I digress. I'm going off on a big tangent here that doesn't really even matter. Uh, I just, you know, seeing that number zero uh, for Marshall just made me think of it. But anyway, back to the film here. And this will be the last play we we check out for from, from Grant Wells. We'll end on a high note uh, in film sessions. Coaches always want to end on a high note. <clears throat> and this is a good note to end on. You know, clean pocket, great throw, good decision. You know, you put your team up 38 nothing. Um you know, without, you know, you don't really know if you're going to get the ball back. And if you do, you're probably just going to take a knee anyway. So this is probably the last chance to score before halftime and, and, and a great decision, great throw, great job by your offense to really put points on the board when you need to, or not when you need to, but when you should. Just a beautiful, beautiful throw. Good job by Grant Wells. Uh, good game. Good job, Marshall. Um, week one opening win. Uh, 59 to nothing against Eastern Kentucky. And again, um, they're going to see stiffer competition later on. So Grant Wells has some stuff to work on, some 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 film study to really uh, uh, utilize and get better here. <clears throat> so moving on here, I mentioned uh, Panay Sewell earlier, uh, the big tackle from Oregon. He's going to he's going to make a, a franchise uh, 
a lot more stable at the offensive line. He's going to provide that franchise left tackle for for an offensive line in the NFL. He'll be he'll be a top five pick. Uh, pencil it in, you know, whether that be a Cincinnati Bengal, uh, uh, you know, they obviously don't need a quarterback, uh, possibly the Washington Redskins, you know, they, they needed an offensive tackle, um, you know, just depending on who's there, but someone's going to get Panay Sewell in the 2021 NFL draft and they're going to be very happy that they got him. So let's move on and, and, uh, and talk about a possible replacement for, for when Oregon does take the field. Whatever that may be, um, but uh, <clears throat> Jonah Taunu, uh, he he's a big kid, six uh, five. Um, he's he's a, he's a little bit over three hundred, not much. Uh, so a little undersized, you know. When you got a guy like Panay Sewell who's exiting out, you know, who was six six three thirty, uh, moved like a freight train. There was a lot to like about Panay Sewell. There was a big shoes to fill. Um, but Jonah Taunu comes in uh, fresh out of uh, fresh off his redshirt season at six five three oh five. Um, so a little bit smaller, but he plays nasty. He's a strong kid. Uh, he loves the game of football. He's got really good feet. Um, he could play tackle or guard, but but with Panay's exit, more than likely he's going to be thrust into that starting lineup. But again, Oregon might have a guy that they trust more at this point. You know, they they were they were planning on grooming uh, uh, Jonah for about a year uh, while they had Panay, uh, but with with Panay now gone, you know whether they trust Jonah to to step into that starting role. Um, you know, right off the bat, they they, they might switch some guys around. Um, but regardless, Taunu is going to be an Oregon offensive lineman starter at some point. So let's take a little bit of a look at what um, Taunu can bring to the table. Uh, now, again, we just have some high school tape of, of Taunu. Um, he hadn't really gotten any Oregon tape from him yet. Um, but again... Let's see what we got here. Okay. All right, Jonah Taunu'u from Narbonne High School. Uh, a pretty traditional power here in Southern California. Uh, they crank out a lot of talent, and Taunu'u seems to be the next one. Here he is pulling. Yeah, strong kid. He's a strong kid. Good in space. Uh, you're not you're not going to see him do this to Pac-12 defenders, um, but obviously they trust him to move. Uh, here he is against some uh, uh, some stiff competition, some other uh, high quality recruits. The kid likes to impose his will. He anchors down very well. He do, he doesn't like to be second best. Let me tell you that just from watching the kid on tape. Um, he he doesn't like ooh he just engulfs good down blocker you know he, he's a guy you can trust in space obviously that Narbonne liked to throw some screens and, and get him out in space and and uh, and clear the path for receivers here he is in pass pro you know he he packs a heck of a punch check out the splits from Narbonne that's 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 crazy that's pretty gnarly the splits 
Here he is pulling, scraping back. You love to see that. You love to see the head on the swivel. Let's take a look at that again. Head on the sw head on a swivel. You're pulling. Boom. That's that's a good play. That is a good play by Taunu. An underrated play. Not even his assignment. High football IQ, good awareness. His down block is just nasty. His down block is nasty. Every time, every time he puts him on the ground. Every single time it is a pancake. When he down blocks, it's just a foregone conclusion that the defender is going to end up on the ground. Yeah. Yeah, this kid is a he's going to be an asset for Oregon. Going to be an asset for Oregon and rather that be, you know, right off the bat here re replacing Penesul, um, you know, he's a four-star recruit. Um you know, you, he was a big target for USC. USC really wanted him, um, you know, and for USC to lose out on someone right in their backyard, it seems to happen. It happened last year with Thibodeau, uh, the defensive end um, out of thousand thousand Oaks. Um, you know, Oregon's has, Oregon has done a great job recruiting, um, and uh, they just continued continued to get talented. Uh, they continue to, to, to bring in talent. And, and it, it is it, it just the situation surrounding COVID and the situation surrounding the, the Big Ten and Pac-12 football seasons, um, you know, with these guys opting out. It, it is – it seems what's best for them. But uh, it just – it opens the door for younger guys. And Jonah Taunu could have a golden opportunity to make himself a name, uh, to, to prove what he's worth. And, you know, spending a, a red shirt – year learning from Panay and watching Panay and, and going up against guys like uh, Kayvon Thibodeau, uh, who was a, a big-time freshman for Oregon last year. You know, who knows how much Taunu has improved just in that redshirt season from Oregon in 2019. Uh, he, he might be ready. He might be primed and ready to step on the on the football field and start at left tackle for them. Uh, you know, if, if, when you're going up against a guy like Kayvon Thibodeau <laughs> every day in practice – that's one of the best defensive ends in, in the Pac-12. You know, that's going to prepare you to go get up against almost anyone in the Pac-12 and almost anyone in the country. So who knows how much improvement Taunu has has, has, uh, has grown in that redshirt freshman year. So and now he's he's coming in uh, in, in his, his first season that he's going to be able to play. And, you know, who knows? Who knows? It, it's something to look forward to, though, if you're an Oregon fan, that's for sure. Um, but anyway, moving on here, we uh, I also mentioned Sam Howell. Last year, as a true freshman for North Carolina, had a very impressive year. Uh, he, he did it uh, with his arm. He did it a little bit with his legs. Um, but, yeah, threw for just over 3,600 yards, 38 touchdowns to just seven interceptions as a true freshman. Um, a little undersized. I mean, okay, let me get this out there while, while, while it's on my brain. We, we were talking about Grant Wells earlier. That kid is, is 6'2", um, about two, probably 215. Um, he's listed at 210. Um, and then you got, you know, you know, your prototypical quarterback is going to be 6'4", 6'5", you know, you know, 6'3", even, you know, 220 to, to, to 230, uh, depending on the height to weight ratio. But but with with the guys like Baker Mayfield, uh, um, Tua Tagovailoa, you know, you're seeing a lot of these new wave, new generation quarterbacks who aren't, you know, your your traditional height and weight, 
you know, you're going to see these guys. And Sam Howell is listed at 6'1", 225. So he's 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 compactly built. But, uh, you know, that, that old mentality of, well, he's too short to see over the line, blah, 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 blah. Uh, you know, ha- he's not going to be able to make the throws. He's not going to see his open receivers. That stuff's kind of starting to, to go out the door now with these new schemes, with, with these rollout uh, um, um, offenses, with these spread them out offenses, with these aerial attacks, you know, there are things around the height issues, if you will. And, and you're seeing it a lot more and more. So I think that's kind of no longer a reason to knock a guy, you know, cut on the tape. If I see a six, one guy out here making throws, uh, making good decisions, making good reads, um, putting the ball where it needs to be. I don't care how tall he is. Uh, he, he's, He's the guy that I want on the field leading my team. And that's just that that's the end of that. So let's get into some Sam Howell tape here. And uh and again, I want to see what you can do against the best of the best. And the best of the best last year was the uh, Clemson Tiger defense, you know. Uh the the runners up, uh they you know lost to LSU. But with Brent Venables, <clears throat> the defensive coordinator coordinator at in Clemson, one of the best probably the best defensive coordinator in the game of college football right now um, easily could be a head coach um, for almost any program, you know, unless you got, you know, a Mac Brown, North Carolina, or a, you know, someone who's got a obviously stranglehold on that head coaching position, but Brent Venables could have a buffet of head coaching opportunities, but he's decided to, to stay with Dabo Sweeney. He's decided to stay there with Clemson and, uh, and year in and year out, Clemson has a, a very good defense. So, Let's cut on this tape here of a Sam Howell against Clemson. Wasn't his best outing, um, but it gave Clemson, uh, you know, this was one of the closer games Clemson played all year. And uh, Sam Howell did have some stuff to do with that. And it's uh, for a true freshman to step up against a team like that. Uh, you know, he threw, he, he, he failed to even reach 150 yards. He didn't have any turnovers, no, or uh, no interceptions. Um, he did throw a couple scores uh, and, and uh, you know, to only lose uh, to Clemson, uh, by you know not very much. It's a big time thing for a true freshman. Uh, it was it ended up being a one point game, twenty one to twenty. Uh, so let, let's uh, let's see what uh, let's see what Sam did here. Let's let's see the good. Let's see the bad. What can he do to to improve uh, for for uh, for the next time he meets Clemson? And, and North Carolina is going to be a good team. North Carolina is going to be a very good team. Again, they they they've done a solid job in recruiting, <clears throat> and uh, they're they're uh, they're bringing in a lot of talent to to build around Sam Howell and Mac Brown, you know, a, a Big Twelve legend, a Texas legend. Um, that they seem to have North Carolina North Carolina on on the right path here. Okay, starting off. <clears throat> easy pitch and catch easy pitch and catch um, from Howell uh, to his receiver clean pocket no pressure good pickup by the running back and uh, the receiver beats the the defense uh, the the cornerback right off the line good double move there by the receiver to get open watch out. And, and already you kind of see it you kind of see it. you got press coverage uh, number two here Sees something he likes, alerting Sam um, to something. You can see it. Something's coming, right? Something's coming. 
beautiful double move here. Double move. The cornerback has his eye on the quarterback. He's he's not maintaining um, uh, contact with his with his man. And boom, you're beat. You're beat. And as you can see, Sam's already winding up. I would I I personally would like to see this ball in the air. I would like to see the ball in the air already. Um, but Sam is winding up. Boom, ball in the air. You got separation. No chance for that def- uh, for that defensive back to make up that space. And that's an easy easy throw um, for Sam Howe. Just it's seven on seven. It's practice at this point. It's, it's pitch and catch. There's just, there's, there's no reason for that to not be a score. Uh, so, so well done by the North Carolina offense. Um, they, they caught Clemson in the situation they really wanted to get him in. Uh, so hats off to them. But here we go. Let's get into a, you know, football. They play four quarters and one play is not going to get it done against the Clemson. So uh, let's see what else uh, North Carolina has to work with here. Good reading through your progressions. Now, this is an incomplete pass. Um, but again, going through your progressions, he, he he maintains feet. Some would some might call this some you know happy feet. He seems to be panicking a little bit. Um, but for a true freshman, I'll take it. He's going through progressions, he's not locking on to one guy. Um, you know, you might, depending on how how you coach, how you how you want your quarterbacks play there there's an opportunity to take off and run here um you know at this point your internal clock has to be going off you got some space here you got you got a lot of green grass you know get you a few yards slide down i guess i guess i'm not sure what the down and distance here so that might change things um but as you can see here your receiver's coming open at the top of the screen and unfortunately he does slip and go down to the ground boom he's he's down stumbling um sam howell's already in his in his wind up and it looks like sam Underthrows this, skips it in. But given the fact that his receiver did stumble coming out of his break, uh, you know, the timing's going to be off. And had his receiver not stumbled, that's probably a completed pass for a first down. Um, so can't really fault the quarterback on that. Uh, again, if his if his receiver stays on his feet out of his break, that's probably a completed pass. Um, so can't, can't really fault Sam Howell on that. Uh, and again, you know, maybe take off and run in that situation. Uh Given your, you know, one to two read, nothing's there. Go ahead and take off. Um, but again, that's you know, depends on on how they coach that. That's how you know, depending on how Mac Brown and his offensive staff wants wants to coach his quarterback. Um, <clears throat> so here we go. And this is a good ball. Now this is a, this seems like a very simple play, um, but again, something that a clean pocket. And he puts his ball on a line. That's a good ball. There, there's again. When you're playing a defense like Clemson, you have to do the little things right. You have to make the little plays. This is a little play. This is just a little play, but puts the you know good zip on the ball, good placement, uh, accurate throw, and, uh, and and he it allows his receiver to to make a play. Um, good read by Sam Howell on that. So I'm happy with that. I'm happy with that. Mm. Yeah, this isn't good. Uh, this is a, there's a lot of stuff to work on in this particular play. And again, this is similar to the to the read play we saw um, uh, from Grant Wells earlier. Again, uh, we'll get a better view from the from the end zone cam. 
but there are a lot of things that Sam Howell could do better on this play. First of all, in the box, you, you got to count him in the box because he's on the line of scrimmage. Uh, number 19 here is not in the box. He's outside the tackle and he's beyond five yards. That's 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 what the box is considered. Tackle to tackle and about you know three to five yards from the line of scrimmage. This this is not the offensive line's job. This is not the offensive line's assignment. So inside the box, tackle to tackle, three to five yards. One, two, three, four, five, six defenders. We have one, two, three, four, five, six blockers. So right off the bat, if I'm the quarterback and if I'm reading the defense here and I got an, an RPO coming up, there's really not a lot of reasons to throw this ball. You got six in the box. You got six blockers with your tight end. You're going to have a, a pulling guard here. Uh, your center's going to block down. Your tackle your tackle's going to slide over and help out on this three-tech. You're going to have a double down on this one technique with uh, depending on where the mic goes. Either your tackle or your guard is going to slide off and pick him up, and you got a one-on-one here with your tight end, your H-back, and then your pulling guard here to to, to account for Isaiah Simmons here, um, who was one of the best defenders in college football last year. So uh, knowing that, hand the ball off. Hand the ball off. You, you, again, double on the one, off to the mic, uh, pulling guard, and then uh, your center is going to take the – the three uh, double with the tackle and then one-on-one with the defensive end here with your H back. And then your pulling guard here, uh, picking up any mess you see here, more than likely you're going to be Simmons here. Um, but again, when you watch how he's reading Simmons, that's exactly what he's doing. So what he's reading here is if Simmons backs up, he's given the ball. If he's, if he comes down at all, he's going to pull and throw. That's what, that's the read. So, this is what uh, Hal's looking at. He sees Simmons kind of scrape down. He's going to pull it um, and, and attempt to throw here, but just not a good decision. Look at the hole. And, and, and I'm not sure what the pulling guard here is doing either. I don't know why we're bouncing. There's no need. There's absolutely zero need uh, to, to, to bounce this. But anyway, he, he, he decides to pull, and then you throw it into one, two, three, four, five guys there. There are five Clemson defenders why you're making this throw, Mr. Howell, I'm not really sure. Uh, this is just a bad read. This is this is this is a true freshman play. You know, to, to put it blunt, to put it honestly, it's a true freshman play. Um, hand the ball off, man. You got 19 scraping over. Uh, if if your pulling guard, you know, does what he's supposed to do, which he doesn't, uh, you know, pulling the hole, go get Simmons. Your running back's gonna he's gonna get five to six yards. Um but no, instead you, you decide to throw it first and then and then you're flat footed. You're not you don't have any bats in your in, in your step. Simmons makes a play. 19 almost does. Simmons bats it down, probably saves saves you from an interception. You have one, two, three, four, five guys. And and and, and some coaches might even throw a six in there. Um, I won't. Uh, you know, the, number five is not going to make a play on that ball, but you got one, two, three, four, five defenders. Uh, that's a very nasty and very congested throwing lane. And I'm not really sure what Sam Howell is looking at. Um, I, I just have to assume he's, you know, I know he's reading Simmons, but I'm not really sure why he decides to throw this ball. Reading here, he's already pulling. And it doesn't even look like Simmons is really committing to the run. So this is just a true freshman who wants to throw the ball, in my opinion. Uh, you know, but again, Grant Wells made that mistake earlier uh, when, when we were watching his tape. It's a very common mistake when you when you've got an RPO offense. Um, 
what do quarterbacks want to do? If you give a quarterback an option to run it, uh, or I'm sorry, to hand a, hand the ball off or to throw the ball, what's the quarterback going to do? 90% of the time, the kid's going to want to throw the ball. Uh, but, you know, when you looked at the box with the, the six-man box, you have a you, you can account for every single one of them with your offensive line. There's no need to, to, to kind of predetermine in your head, okay, more than likely I'm going to be handing this off. I still need to make my read. I still need to make a good decision. Um, but more than likely I'm, I'm going to be handing the ball off. But but Howell looks past that, and then he, he he I think he makes a bad read, as you can see in the film. Simmons didn't really commit. He wasn't really you know to me he's he's backing up a little bit. If if you're moving lateral, you're playing pass. So you need to hand the ball off. If you're not moving downhill, your 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 momentum's going the wrong way. So he's moving lateral. He's not really backing into coverage. He's not really committing to the run. He's just kind of move kind of kind of playing in space. Speaking of Simmons, in that case, you hand the ball off. When in doubt, hand it off. That's one of the the, the basic coaching points of an RPO offense is is when in doubt, give. Just give the ball. Live to fight another day. You know, if if you get one to two yards or even a stalemate, no gain, you're not throwing a pick. You're not putting your receivers in a bad spot. It's just it's a very um, very common basic rule of an RPO offense. When in doubt, give the ball. So <clears throat> I just, I just don't like this read by Hal. This is not a good play. Um, yeah, just not a good play by Sam Hal. Not a good play by Sam Hal. Mm. Yeah, this is tough. This is tough. Um, you got a third and 14 here. Um, you know, not a lot of options here. But if anything, don't make this throw. You know, you got you two safeties closing in. You got a defender right on the hip. Just, it, it, you're lucky that ball's not intercepted. And again, though, he doesn't really have a lot of options here. A third and 14 play. Venables is going to call something that, you know, he, you, everybody in the stadium knows you're throwing the ball. If anything here, uh, run a little tunnel screen with, with, uh, with your three or your two. Um, you know, you, it looks like they're bringing a couple of blitzers, but which they don't, they end up only rushing three or four. Uh, a lot of guys, they, they, they drop that seven in coverage. Um, but you know, you got, you got uh coverage here one-on-one. Um, this guy's probably accounted for here. You, you got a big gap here, man. Uh, throw, throw the key. Throw the key here. Let let your receiver make make something in space. Um, but it, instead, they run four verts. And again, uh, you got uh, let's see, yeah, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight in coverage. So you're only rushing three. Um, you got one, two, three in there. Your entire right side of your line isn't blocking anybody because there's nobody to block. Uh, you got a guy reading the back, uh, reading the quarterback in case he does. You know, you got a spy in case the quarterback does take off. Um, Got a guy in the flats here. Looks like man to man. Nobody's open. Nobody's open. You're running. Four, you're running four verts. Nobody's really open here. Uh, you can argue that number two is going to be your most open, but the ball's already out of your hands. And the fact that North Carolina allowed pressure to get to Hal with a three man rush, um, ew, you know that that's that's a little worrisome. But just again, not a good decision. I know you're trying to make a play. It's third down, 14, not a lot of third and 14 plays here. Um, but again, you know, you have a spy here, uh, you know, maybe take off and run. You're not going to get a first down more than likely on a third and 14 play. But again, very, 
very, very, very lucky this ball is not picked off. Very lucky that ball's not picked off. Just not a good decision. Um, but just a you know, bad situation to be put in, third and fourteen. Um, you know, it is what it is at this point. It is what it is. Um, let's see what we have here inside the red zone. And again, I always like to end on a good note um, in the film session on a good note. It doesn't score. It's a very simple play, not a big play, but it's something that Sam Howell does correctly. Good read, good zip on the ball. Uh, gives his receiver a chance. You know, again, it doesn't go for a six, um, but it's, it's another RPO here. Uh, you're reading the defender here, singing, sending the guy in motion. You know, do you have man? If you're, if you're, if you send this guy in motion and you're, and you're seeing a man or a zone defense, then you know, uh, what to kind of expect out of the coverage here. But again, <clears throat> boom, you're reading him. And again, I know I've said it, but shoulders perpendicular to the line of scrimmage, he's coming. So go ahead and pull it. That's a good ball. Uh, that's a that's a good decision by Howell. <clears throat> good read. A little bit of pressure from from the blitzer from the read guy, um, but again, good decision by Howell. Good throw and pressure. Doesn't panic. Delivers it on time uh, and on point. Uh, just something that you can really build on. That's a and that's a positive. Um, it, it, it's, this is essentially a play uh, to just say we're ending on a good note. That's that's what that is. Um, that's the kind of play that is. So uh, that's that's kind of what Sam Howell brings to the table. And again, that wasn't his best outing um, by far. He had a lot more uh, successful games than that. But again, I wanted to sh- I wanted to cut on the tape of I, I want to see what you do against the very best and Clemson is is the very best in the ACC and they have been for for a while with their defense and I wanted to see what a true freshman quarterback can do against a, a, an elite defense like Clemson so um, that is uh, you know that's going to wrap up week two here show number two uh, looking forward to having my good buddy on uh, Ryan Dyrude um, of the LAFB network to kind of cut on some tape of JT Daniels and see what the new Georgia quarterback can do um, but uh, but yeah guys hey uh, have a happy Labor Day um, for those of you in uh, in uh, in my home state of Missouri, it's already you know it's no longer Labor Day. It's already Tuesday morning there. So um, you know, get back to the work week, back to the grind tomorrow. Um, but hey, uh, here from the uh, Orange County branch of the Fifty One Yard Line Studios, thanks for tuning in, and uh, and I look forward to speaking to y'all Wednesday at ten o'clock Pacific, uh, twelve midnight Central. Thank you guys, and have a good night. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions. Supply.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.